For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also by Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winter's ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591. Or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. Here's the kick high. Tim Brown settling under it at the 28. Circles to the right. Breaks the tackle. Gets to the 30. To the 35. Down the sideline at the 40. 45. All the way down the sideline. 30. 25. 20. 15-yard line. First down and 10 Notre Dame at the Southern Cal 15. Everything green in this stadium is absolutely rocking. It'll be a 19-yard, 29-yard, 19-yard field goal. It is up and it is good. It is good. And Notre Dame has won it. The Irish have won it. 38 to 37. Notre Dame with a 19-yard field goal by Carney has won 38 to 37 after trailing. 37 to 20 with 12 minutes and 26 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter. Rodney Peak with a slot right and a wide out left. Throws the ball right over the middle. The pass is intercepted. Picked off by the Irish. It's Magala. Magala to the 30, to the 20. He's down to the 10, the 5. A touchdown. That's Magala. Picked off Rodney Peak and returns it for a score. Rodney Peak is laying down on the field, Tony. He took a blow. I don't believe anybody's ever returned a pass all the way for an interception against him. It was a kind of a point of pride with him, but he's hurt on this particular play. The fourth turnover of the first half by Southern California. Oh, Stance Magala drew a bead on that pass and just took it on the dead run, and no one touched him. Stance Magala has 4-3-5 speed and outran what remained of the defensive pursuit. And now, here we go, maniacs. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. That's good. 
congratulations are in order. Happy episode 150, Chuck Freebie. Who would have thought? Certainly not us. 150. 150? Well, that sounds to me like the Sean Dunstan episode. I'm familiar with his work. Yes, the former strong-arm Cubs shortstop. Oh, he loved to show that arm. Sometimes he would throw it to Skokie, or at least the first base bleachers, but other times he'd make remarkable defensive plays. And, of course, they had the sean meter out in left field for his batting average. Was that a Cubs thing or a fans thing? That was a fans thing. The sean meter Yeah. All right. You need to bring back the sean meter And, of course, he spelled Sean, S-H-A-W-O-N. Shawan. <laughs> Like Shazam. Yeah. Shawan. I'd like to open up uh, today's episode with a question for you. Mm-hmm. If USC continues to play like it does, and there's a coaching change. Sure. Do you think the talents of an Urban Meyer will make its way to the West Coast? I think he'll he'll be a serious candidate. Yeah? I saw a tweet about that last night, and I went, huh. Why wouldn't you consider him? Why wouldn't I? Uh, I guess I'm replaying in my head an interview I heard with him, maybe about health concerns and mm-hmm. being tired mm-hmm. and, you know, or maybe this is exactly what he needed right now, some time off behind a microphone, give his two cents. Uh, feels pretty cushy. I'm sure he's got himself some Ohio State jingle jangle in his pocket. Financially, he's fine. Sure. But he's also probably a competitive spirit who has a lot of life left, and maybe the West Coast will be just a perfect fit. I think his name would be bounced around. Whether he took it or not, I don't know. Mm -hmm. If I'm USC, I would also take a look at Bob Stoops. What's Bob been doing? Uh, He has been coaching in the XFL. Really? Yeah. Wow. So Hmm. there's plenty of candidates out there should it happen. However, that's not the concern tomorrow night. What is? Tomorrow night is the 91st meeting of college football's greatest rivalry, Notre Dame and USC. Now, I I quote the great John Facenda there in the Notre Dame movie, Wake Up the Echoes. However, it's, it's still got a lot of luster to it. There is so much that oozes out of this, that, that reeks of college football tradition. And don't get fooled by a pedestrian 3-2 and two record. USC is a talented football team. They've got some future pros on this squad. Whether they can get it all together and beat what I think is a really good Notre Dame football team at Notre Dame Stadium, I don't know that they can pull that off. But I, I think anybody who expects this to be just a, a walk in the park for the Irish is fooling themselves. Mm-hmm. You've seen many a Notre Dame-USC game in your time here on this planet. I'm going to ask you a question, and I want the first thing that comes to mind. The most memorable of those games would be what, in your opinion, from your vantage point? I was going to say, I think it depends on your perspective. For me, it would be 1977 when Notre Dame comes out of the tunnel at Notre Dame Stadium in the Trojan horse and they come out in green jerseys for the first time since the 1950s, I believe. And USC was favored to win that game. USC was a a powerhouse, and Notre Dame not only beat them, 
they spanked them 49 to 19. That game was never, ever close. Now, I think if you're a USC fan, uh, you probably remember the the comeback at the Coliseum in 74. Notre Dame led 24 to 6 at halftime. USC won 55 to 24. Wow. Anthony Woo. Davis just went off in the second <laughs> half. I believe he had six touchdowns in that game. And, of course, if you're going more modern vintage, uh, the 2005 game, the, the legendary Bush-Push game, a move that is now perfectly legal, by the way, in college football. Yeah. Um, that that was a tremendous atmosphere, a tremendous football game, and, and there was <laughs> a lot of high-caliber talent on the field that day. Care to comment on Brownie Gate uh, 2019? No, not really. I mean, the uh, the distribution will be held, uh, I believe, tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And have the kids gathered at the ranch? They're assembling. We have the twins came home Wednesday night. Chris Freeby, the Chris Freeby experience came home last night. TJ has the day off. Mary will drive up from Fort Wayne after her teaching duties today. Peter and Rachel expected in. They will all gather at an establishment tonight um, along with their mother and and have a wonderful repast. I, on the other hand, will be doing high school football. Mm -hmm. Have you had an opportunity to welcome them home like the prodigal son out in the driveway, arms open wide, showing that mercy and grace that you so... No, I was working on my morning sportscast when Chris came home last night. (laughs) Ooh, 11-ish. Yeah, the Patriots and Giants had just finished up, and I said, well, I'm still awake. I might as well do this now rather than at 5 in the morning. I got you. I got you. Well, let's segue into uh, high school football. Well, before we do that, let's mention the fact that we do have a college football doubleheader of sorts on Pulse tomorrow. It's not back-to-back games. It's games at the same time. We will split our frequencies. If you are a Purdue fan, 92-1, 96-9, those are your homes for Purdue football tomorrow as the Boilermakers in their neato tuxedo astronaut helmets take on the Maryland Terrapins. You that, can see that helmet, by the way, on our uh, Twitter. Sportjack Twitter page. With two Ks. And uh, that's at noon. Indiana takes on Rutgers. The flaming garbage pile known as the State University of New Jersey, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, uh, who have not won a Big Ten game since 2017. That's Indiana's opponent tomorrow. I believe the Hoosiers are a 24-point favorite in that. I would like to know the last time IU was a 24-point favorite in a Big Ten football game. I'm not sure it's ever happened. The voting has begun on Chuck's Twitter page and the Facebook 46 sports page you have lined up quite a voting extravaganza for high school football work, work from the bottom down on that because i think the the matchup up or or you can go or you can go top down we can work from the the least perhaps impressive matchups down to the, to the more impressive what do you have there at the start west noble and cherubusco Cherubusco. I love to say that name. Big game in the Northeast Corner Conference. The the late Jeff Jeffers used to always love to just call them Busco. Uh kind of like Bosco, the chocolate milk. Yes. Anyway, 
Uh, West Noble undefeated. Uh, Churubusco, I think, might have one loss. Churubusco is a 1A school. They're ranked in the top 10. West Noble has climbed into the top 10. They're number nine in the AP poll, number eight in the coaches poll. Uh, Monty Mahorder having a, a terrific year down there. They have not had an 8 no start to a season since 1981. They would have that tonight if they can beat the Eagles at Busco. I'll go with West Noble. I think they're a talented bunch. Myself as well, currently 74% of the vote. Not surprising. They're in the viewing area. Busco really isn't. LaVille and North Judson. Interesting game in the Hoosier North Athletic Conference. Uh, North Judson, kind of a tough team to figure out, but they're 4-2. Uh, so, or Excuse me. Yeah, they're 4-2 because they had a game just flat-out canceled. Uh, LaVille, I believe, is 5-2. and two. Their loss is coming to Pioneer and Knox, a couple of high-quality teams. I like uh, I like Will Hostrosser's Lancers on the road in that one. I'll take LaVille. Currently 61% of the vote. Glad to know I'm a man of the people. Elkhart Central and Penn. Boy, this is one of the tougher games to figure out. Uh, the Blue Blazers, they've got talent. They've got abundant talent. Penn... They're three and four. Do not get deceived by the record. All four of the teams that have beaten them are quality, quality football teams. And last week against New Prairie, a really, really close game. Elkhart Central has not beaten Penn since the fall of 1982. It's been 37 long years for the Blue Blazers. They have to go to Penn tonight. Can they do that? I'm just not quite sold that they can. I'll take the Kingsman. It pains me as a Blue Blazer alum, but I will take the Kingsman. For some reason, I thought today would be the day that you say, if they were ever going to beat well, Penn, it, this is the year they do that. If, and Well, no kidding. If no they, more. <laughs> because they consolidate after this year, so if they don't do it now, they're never going to do it. But. Follow-up question. Is Elkhart Central playing with that in mind this season? Do you feel like... This is a big deal to them that this is it. Yeah. Them okay. and Elkhart Memorial both have that in mind this year. I know that for a fact. I'm going to take Elkhart Central. Okay. And so is 68% of the voting public so far on your... I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, Central's ranked Central is a really good football team. That 5A sectional, that draw is going to be so interesting on Sunday. Mishawaka and Marion. Well, here's Marion. They lead the state in scoring defense. They give up 4.3 points a game. Most of the time, their defense scores more points than they give up. They take on a Mishawaka team that scores 35 points a game. They run the option. They're a lot like Navy. You're not going to get a lot of possessions. You better maximize your possessions when you get them. I just think Mishawaka is a better football team. I'm going to go with the Cavemen on the road. So are 50. 50- 7% of the voting public on your 46 Sports Facebook page. Northwood Warsaw on the big 4-6 tonight. Well, we never make a pick on a game that we're broadcasting because I don't want people to think I'm rooting one way or another. I'll give you a key for each team. For Northwood, they need to win first down on both offense and defense. They need to stay ahead of the chains on offense, and they need to try to put Warsaw behind the chains on defense because that plays to their strengths both ways. For Warsaw, 
they, I get the feeling that Bart Curtis's team sometimes does not play 48 minutes of intensity. They have letdowns. They can't do that tonight against Northwood. It's senior night, your last home game at Fisher Field. You better bring your A game for 48 minutes on Friday night. So those are the two keys for the game tonight. Uh, You spoke to Bart. I spoke to Bart Curtis earlier this week uh, about his football team and about uh, where they think the, the greatest development they've made this season is. Heading into the season, uh, we knew we graduated six of our front seven. We knew our secondary on paper should be should be one of our strong points, and at times has shown that. Uh, but I, I think from game one to game eight, uh, our offensive line has shown a great deal of improvement. They're kind of the unit within the unit. Um, and uh, I, I'm really, I don't want to put too much uh, congrats on them or, or laud them too much, but I, I'm fairly pleased with how they're playing. And I think one of the best things we've done this year is our ability to bounce back. Obviously, Plymouth didn't go the way we wanted it to, but um, I think we've done really well at responding. Our offense has kept it ratcheted up, and I think that's uh, one of the best things we have right now is that our attitudes have been really good. Well, I'll play by your rules and not pick a team. But well, you I will... can pick. Just because I'm I'm broadcasting the game, you're not. You don't have a dog in the fight. Who are you taking? Warsaw. Okay. Along with 58% of the vote so far. So there you go. There you go. And uh, voting will continue on those till till about six six thirty tonight. So you can about cast six, your vote mm-hmm. on both Facebook and Twitter. It it's like a Chicago election. You can vote twice. <laughs> what? You want to talk about some Michigan high school football real quick? Well, the big game tonight up there, I think, is Battle Creek Lakeview in St. Joseph on the shores of Lake Michigan at Dickinson Stadium. Two undefeated teams in the smack get together and smack each other around. And uh, I I get the feeling the Bears are the real deal. Both of these teams have already qualified for the playoffs, so this only has significance in the conference race. Uh, but I, I would take the Bears in that one. That's a Michigan thing. You win six games. You win six games, you're in. So as you look at that list in front of you, uh, understand that teams like St. Joseph uh, – Edwardsburg, Kissopolis, Berrien Springs, they're already in the playoffs. They know they're going to be in the postseason. Now, they want to keep winning because that gives them a better chance of having home field for opening round games, and I think that's important. Do you see a lot of the football players that you're covering on Friday night uh, in the basketball season? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, for instance, this Warsaw team tonight, uh, their quarterback, Wyatt Amos, uh, they've got uh, a tight end, Jackson, or a split end, Jackson Dawson, uh, halfback, Blake Marsh, another halfback, Keegan Larsh. Those are all basketball players for Doug Ogle's squad. Uh, Northwood, the same way. Uh, they A lot of basketball players, a lot of wrestlers, too, at Northwood. That's a big sport there. So yeah, you'll you'll see a lot of these guys uh, playing multiple sports, which I I think is great. You should take as many opportunities as you can in high school to do that because let's face it, for most of these athletes, it'll be the last time that they get to put on a jersey and represent a school. Mm-hmm. They they'll play intramurals or they'll you know they'll run around with their buddies in college, but it's a little bit different when you get to go out in front of people that care. Baseball. 
interesting about the baseball last night, Corey. So Houston beats Tampa Bay by a count of 6-1. to one. The Tampa Bay pitcher, Tyler Glass now, was tipping his pitches. And what so, does that mean? So it basically means that Houston knew what was coming by how Tyler Glass now was holding the baseball. Interesting. So when he was getting ready to throw a curveball, he would hold the ball in his mitt down by his chest, down by what's called the letters on the uniform, right in front of where it says Rays. When he was getting ready to throw a fastball, he would hold the ball in his mitt up by his chin. So he was showing his tells. Yes. Interesting. Did he know that? He knew it after the game when he really? had a chance to see it. He didn't know it during the game. Really? He was, or he wasn't aware that he was doing that. And that little five-inch difference, major league hitters can pick up on that. Wow. And the Astros did, and that's why five of the first six batters got base hits and they scored four runs in the first. And then when you've got perhaps the best pitcher in baseball, Garrett Cole, on the mound for Houston, thanks for playing our game, lovely parting gifts, it's all over. So you've got a third base coach or the actual batter himself. They've done their homework. The, the batter and they the, see it. The batters themselves figured it out, and they were going back to the guy in the on deck circle and saying, "Chin fastball, chest curve." Wow. How long has this guy been in the league? <laughs> he was six and one this year. Really, man, that's fascinating. But that was a huge difference mm-hmm. in the game last night. Not that the Astros need the help. No. They're, they're a good baseball team. And so it's the Astros and the Yankees in the American League Championship Series. No question the two best teams in the American League, the one in two seats. In the National League Championship Series, it's basically the three and the four seats playing each other. St. Louis, which was the worst of the division champions, will now have home field for the National League Championship Series because they upset the Braves and the Washington Nationals upset the Dodgers. And that series begins tonight in St. Louis. It'll be a it'll be an interesting matchup. St. Louis has struggled offensively this year and yet they have found ways to win. Washington, you look at their lineup 1 through 6, there are no real breaks there. And Washington has some really good starting pitching with Scherzer and Strasburg. Oh, but that bullpen, ooh, that's a shaky lot back there. So uh, no lead may be safe for the Nats as they go through this NLCS. I've kind of kept my, my head down a little bit. Any any uh, Cubs manager update? No Cubs manager update. Um, we do have another managerial opening as the Phillies have fired Gabe Kapler as their manager. Gabe Kaplan? Uh, yeah, not him. They're They're – Although they didn't say welcome back to Gabe Kapler either. Uh, so there's another managerial opening. Nor have we uh, had confirmation. Everybody speculates that the Angels' job is Joe Madden's to have. Mm-hmm. But you would think that they could have done a hiring by now because that interview was done early this week. Mm. So maybe there's a uh, maybe there's price range difference. Maybe Major League Baseball didn't want those announcements to be in the way of the playoffs. Ah, okay. We'll see. 
Hockey puck drops tonight in South Bend. It does. Jeff Jackson should have another good squad. He's going to have to go without his all-Big Ten goalkeeper, uh, Kale Morris, for the first couple of weeks. He's got a, a thumb injury. Uh, but the Irish look good in their exhibition against the U.S. Uh, national team. Uh, they won that one 4-2. Notre Dame, they don't really have one particular big score, but they've got six or seven different guys that can score 10 goals. Now, I'll tell you, this Air Force team coming in tonight, not a bad hockey team. Okay. And uh, so that's a that's a good opening weekend test for the Irish at home, and uh, we'll see how they fare. There are some polls that have the Irish as high as number nine in the nation. Uh, there are other people that didn't even put them in their top 16. So we'll, we'll see how... Uh, Jeff Jackson's squad is able to fare. Hopefully they fare better than the Blackhawks, who continue to have problems keeping the puck out of the net. Last night they lose to San Jose by a count of 5-4. Hawks had a 4-3 lead midway through the second, and that evaporated rather quickly. And so the Hawks are still winless on the year. Meanwhile, the Red Wings have now played four games, and they doubled up Montreal last night 4-2. Detroit off to a nice 3-1 start. What's tomorrow look like for you, game day? Uh, spend some time with the family in the morning. And, uh And early afternoon, we'll get a family picture taken. Yes. At least that's the goal. Um, about 2.30, I'll wander over the WNDU studios. We'll do our read-through for... Um, we have a big 90 minutes tomorrow night because uh, news 16 News Now. I almost stumbled there and called it by the old name. 16 News Now. Uh, Gets you started at 6, but we have a lot of sports content in there. Then from 6.30 to 7.30, it's the legendary countdown to kickoff. What uh, what have you got up your sleeve? I'm taking a look at the history of this series and the atmosphere surrounding this game on Saturday night. 7.36, it's Mike Tirico and Doug Flirty with the call on the Peacock Network. All right. Anything else up your sleeve, or can we turn a corner? We can turn a corner if you'd wish. How do you feel about Billy Joel at Notre Dame Stadium on June 20th, 2020? I applaud that selection. I think that's a great selection. I think, you know, I'll be curious to see if he can sell out Notre Dame Stadium. We know he sold out Wrigley Field, and he did it for two shows. So Mm -hmm. you kind of do the math on that, and it would make you think, I bet you he can probably sell out Notre Dame Stadium. June 20th, the the thing there is you never know what you're going to get. You you could get fifty degrees. You could get ninety degrees. You could get thunder showers. You could get a beautiful night. Hard to say, but uh, I'm excited. I want to be there. I was there the last time that he played at Notre Dame. That was in uh, the Joyce Center Basketball Arena, and out walked the Uptown Girl, Christy Brinkley, which was delightful for young college men everywhere, and. Um, Hard to believe she's 65 now. Right? Yeah. Because um, I think he played there in 84, so she would have been 30 then. Yeah. <laughs> what song or songs are you going to need to hear that night? Well, I got to hear Piano Man, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's that's the, uh, the magnus opus, I think, for Billy Joel right there. You love yourself a little River of Dreams. I do. I do like that song. I'm not sure that's, you know, obviously one of his more popular. Now, you've seen him in concert where he kind of basically offers the audience a choice of what they want to hear because his catalog is so big, he can't play them all. The sound, bu- the sound book is so huge. Twice during the show. And this is just two years ago. 
All right, audience, let me know, this or this. I have not seen a uh, layout yet. Have you? I have heard that he, um, unlike Garth, who had his stage at the 50-yard line, and it was basically theater in the round, Yes, uh, Billy's going to be in one end zone. I figure they'll put him under the screen because they're going to use the screen. Right. That that would seem to me. Along make- with hopefully some more video. He had long, uh, he had vertical screens at Wrigley. Which means, more than likely, they won't sell behind him, I don't think. I think that'd be a bad decision. I w- yeah, I wouldn't think so, which means you don't have to sell it out. You'd do a horseshoe, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, the of course, the other option is to put him down by the tunnel so he comes out the tunnel and onto the stage. And I don't think we would see it, though. I yeah. mean, because of all the stage. Yeah. You know, we put a stage in that Compton and I thought the same thing come out where the Zamboni, but it's all ramps and yeah. so much stuff that goes into that. That's cool, though. I'm happy about Billy Joel. What do you want to hear besides Piano Man? Oh, boy. I love uh, the Nylon Curtain record. Um, it reminds me a lot of my teenage years. So, Allentown. Well, that's what Angelo wants to hear, too. And uh, there. the the opus, uh, Good Night Saigon, is a pretty great song live. Mm. It's, you know, it'll be dated. Uh, you know, it's a Vietnam song. But there's when that song gets fired up and enough people know that song and sing along, it's a cool moment. So, Well, there are, I'm sure a lot of these songs will be sing-along songs. Yeah. And that's great. That's That's what you want to hear when you go to a live event like that. Here's to some great weather and an ungodly ticket price that, and a lack thereof. Have we have we heard what the ticket price <laughs> My is? My wife threw out a number last night. And I said, there's no, I said, that's, that's a, that's a pretty people up in the suite number. I'm, I'm going to guess a hundred dollars or lower. That's really? my guess. Okay. Yes. Garth was what? 95. Yeah. Yeah. Which ended up being lower on secondary markets because they were just a, a plethora of tickets. And one can only hope that's the case here. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Because Uncle Chuck and Corey want to go, well, we want to go on the cheap. I thought of you this morning. I know you took the morning off, but there was a couple things that we could cover on this program that we can't quite cover on the other program. Guess whose birthday it is today, Chuck Freebie? Well, there's a lot of people celebrating birthdays today, but go ahead. Oh, I I think you'd like this one. Daryl Hall, happy birthday. What I want, you've got that might be Just bask in it, ladies and gentlemen. Flame. Full shot. Oh, I in, love uh, this. in flipping through the dials last night, uh-huh. Rich Girl came on. There was a pretty good concert in the van for my ride back from Fort Wayne. Oh, I like what I'm hearing. Yeah. I also like the new Simple Minds live record from Los Angeles. It sounds fantastic. They're still around? They are still around. They are still alive and kicking. See what I did there, Chuck Freebie? Yes, I do. Come on now. Let me play you a little taste of this. I listened to the, the, big, the big songs on the way in, and I felt, uh, I felt good about this here. Live in Los Angeles. Come on. I think he's still got it. Sounds like it. Down, 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 down. Uh, quick question. Yes. Favorite Saturday Night Live uh, cast member, 
favorite Saturday Night Live skit ever. Wow. On this day, October 11th, as we uh, record this, 1975, first episode of Saturday Night Live with George Carlin as the host. I think one of the forgotten eras, and I think it might have to do with uh, production rights during that time, was the Billy Crystal Martin short era. It was a very brief era. It might have only been a year. But, man, that was a great cast. Um, I, I was a big Phil Hartman fan. Yes. Just because he could do so many different things. I saw him, uh, Debbie and I saw him on the Jay Leno show in California. He was, him and Billy Idol were the guests that night. Very funny. I, I thought, obviously, um, Farley, Sandler, and, Sh- and Spade, mm-hmm. uh, that era, spectacular. The, the favorite skit is the Matt Foley where with Christina Applegate uh, as David the Spade. guest host and David Spade. Mm-hmm. That that was great. I mean, they have Eddie Murphy. It, it just, but when you think of these people, you think of like Will Ferrell had a continuity about him. Will Ferrell could, you could fit him into just about any skit. Yes. And he was funny. Um, Fallon was okay, but Fallon, it wasn't so much that Jimmy Fallon was funny. No. It was more his reaction to everybody else. Yeah. Probably most remembered as the guy who loses it in a skit. Yeah. Which, yeah. But you just, yeah. The Farley, Sandler, Spade, Chris Rock. Is there one more? Rob Schneider. That season right there for me. But Farley's my favorite. I, I loved him. Favorite skit. That's a tough one. So many. Yeah, the the Matt Foley one, um, the Will Ferrell more cowbell one. second please that that was going to be a great track guys what's the deal uh are, are you sure that was sounding okay i'll be honest fellas it was sounding great but i could have used a little more cowbell <laughs> so let's take it again and gene yeah really explore the studio space this time you got it bruce i mean really yeah explore the space okay i like what i'm hearing Roll it. Ooh, that With is Christopher that, Walken. That is a fantastic skit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need more cowbell. Uh, well, because Christopher Walken, you never knew what you were getting with right, him. Right, right. I mean, right, he right. was so out there. There was a couple. There's a couple Will Ferrell ones that I find really funny. There was like a, a wedding singer one. There's one I where just he died is in a, your arm. Was was it that the song? There's one where he's a morning host. Good morning, Phoenix, or something like that. And um, David Allen Greer is the guest host, and he plays the weatherman. And like Will Ferrell goes into this thing where he's going to kill the weatherman. <laughs> and just being in television, I could appreciate that one a little. Oh bit more. my goodness. 
Tonight on the Netflix machine, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. I'm about to explode. Really? Uh, I didn't know that you were that fired up about Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is my favorite TV series of all time. I did not know this. Oh, I've watched it three times through. The oldest is working her way through it right now because she didn't believe me that it was that good. It's that good, Chuck Freebie. It's so good. I would I would love to shake Brian Cranston's hand and just say, well done. Boy, you talk about a versatile talent. Oh, him and uh, Aaron Paul plays Jesse Pinkman. I can't wait, Chuck Freebie. Oh, you want to come over tonight? You want to come over? I, I'm a little busy. Ah. And by the way, you're watching that movie. Better not interfere with watching the 46th <laughs> game of the week live on our 46 Sports Facebook page at 7 and on TV 46 tonight, 11 or tomorrow morning at 9. So I know you've got options there, but I'm just saying I don't want to come in here on Monday. Oh, I, I didn't watch anything. I always check in and I always give you a little like so you know that I'm I'm in the vicinity. I'm watching things. Yeah, well, I just know that El Camino's out and you're – you're easily distracted. The shiny objects are out, and you're just... Squirrel! Well, you know what Netflix has done to me? I know that it's out. It's going to be there for a while. I do like to be one of the first to see it, but I'm okay with, you know, 9 o'clock oh. as opposed to 7 o'clock. So this isn't like uh, the Joker movie where you had to be at the 4 in the, the afternoon mm-hmm. because, you know, can't have anybody else see that first so no. that you can form your opinion and not have it influenced by anybody else. That's right. <laughs> my gosh. Speak my language. I love it. <sighs> you, you are a piece of work. Yeah. We're going to come to blows. Why don't you take off your face? No one's ever heard that story, but I just brought it out. It was relevant back then, and it's still hot topic today. Well, you brought it up with one of the visiting artists this week, I think, didn't you? Or maybe the last week. Yeah, it was uh, something. They have a somebody. Uh, yeah, might as well tell the story now. I'm in Grand Rapids in pure Detroit Lion Country, mm-hmm. and I'm wearing a bright orange Chicago Bears baseball hat. I believe I had the baseball hat on that day. Brings back a lot of memories. And I'm at a concert with the line wrapped around the building, helping another radio station hand out tickets. I'm walking with him, and a couple of these Lion fans. I can hear them. I can hear them saying things to me. And one big old burly, you know, Michigan man says, why don't you take off that hat? And I turned around, I saw him, and he was decked head to toe in lines. And I quickly quit back because, you know, I'm, I'm quick, Chuck. I'm quick. You are. I said, why don't you take off your face? And the line of people that also heard that were, I mean, just it was a head scratcher. It's a head scratcher, but yet I still like to use it from time to time just with you. Of course. And you with me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm surprised that you approved the new station shirts to be in the color of Honolulu blue. I figured your dislike for the Lions would prevent that. I uh I I thought it was a good idea until I put it on, but there's no turning back now. Of course. Yeah. I feel like we've accomplished what we can accomplish today, Shawan. Either that or we've bored the listener to tears. We haven't. The numbers say different. Okay. All right. You can always uh, follow the Yak on Twitter, Sports Yak with two Ks, on Instagram with two Ks. Chuck, you're on Twitter. At 46 Sports, also on Facebook, the WHME 46 Sports page will have the Game of the Week live tonight at 7. 
All right, plans are underway to talk some college basketball, hopefully some special guests lined up. Uh, once again, congratulations. Happy 150th episode. And to you as well. A lot of other podcasts would like to be where we're sitting right now, but they can't. Well, because they'd have studio microphones and it would be warm. That's right. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga, Shawan. Sports Yak! You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And buy Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, PyramidEquipmentInc.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.